All we need is a little understanding Walk a mile in their shoes And if we keep our hearts open-minded We'll enjoy this wild ride called Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Truths We Hide podcast. Thank you guys for still being here. I can't believe that we've already celebrated one year, and it's all because of you. And today, I have a, I have two special guests on that are doing some amazing work that y'all need to tune into. So they are Hakeem and Natasha, the founders of YourExceptionalRelationship.com. They've worked with people all over the world and created the exceptional relationship formula, which takes away the guesswork and puts your marriage back on track for more intimacy, love, and connection. Their mission is to help couples create relationships that are so fulfilling that they transform the world with love and compassion. And they're calling us from Malaysia today. So welcome, you guys. Thank you so much for staying up to be here with us today. Thank you for having us. Of course. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you even started with this. I know that a lot of us need to hear it, um, but how, well, tell us first your background and then we'll get into the rest. <laughs> background as in um, the story of the two of us, or should we go in a slightly different, like personal story type? Well, let's start with a little bit personal so how where did you guys grow up and how was your family life mm, okay <laughs> yeah so i'm um a born, hong kong born canadian so as of now i've really lived in three continents because i was born in hong kong uh, lived there for a few years in asia moved to canada when i was around seven years old grew up into I guess the young adult that I am and when I met Yachim that was um, quite early on we met each other and uh, after doing a, I think about a, five, a three, three year three years of long distance I then moved to Europe to uh, live with him and that's where I spent uh, the last half decade but now as you know we're in Kuala Lumpur we're in Malaysia so we've, we've hum- somehow circled back to Asia <laughs> um, but in terms of growing up actually very typical immigrant family I guess so you know parents are Asian I had to grow up in Canada um, had to fit in at school and you know yet there are certain, you know, traditional values that my my parents did have, and certain expectations, and and of course that plays a role um, when when we're together. So we're similar, but we're different. And I think there were lots of things I actually personally had to learn about Yahim and how he grew up, and what was normal for him, and you know, in his household and his childhood, and he had to adapt for me. Because, you know, growing up, we really had quite different childhoods. Mm. 
Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And in you, Jakim. Right. So my my story, uh, I'll I'll give it a brief overview um, because there is parts of it that's really important. So I grew up in Switzerland, um, and I guess the one of the biggest impacts in my life happened when I was six or seven years old when my father committed suicide, and so that led then to a. Um, a fairly long repression of emotions, I believe you could say it. Um, it took me almost two decades to really kind of process the event properly. Um, and that's not because it takes this long. It's just because I was not looking at it and I was not in an environment where uh, I was supported to integrate it because, you know, my mom had her hands full herself, you know, I have three siblings. So four kids suddenly being by herself, uh, that's difficult, right? And so uh, I I am for also multicultural as my, my dad was Czech and my mom is Swiss. So you know, it's, it kind of runs in the family. And also when you look at my siblings, they um, a lot of them have married people from other countries, which is quite funny. And I, I then actually, uh, the, the next biggest chapter was I moved to California for two and a half years to do uh, martial arts full time in the oh. retreat center. And so that I, I, I was doing that. And once I came back from, from that retreat center to Switzerland, I started to do hypnosis. So that is where I got into change work and working with people. I owned my own space, uh, my, my office in, in Zurich, and I saw people for all kinds of issues. Uh, and then it kind of started evolving from there through inspection, through doing purposeless days, through meditation, through all kinds of explorations and my own healing journey in that it has evolved from, you know, being hypnosis focused towards more coaching and really kind of facilitating uh, deep change uh, that is not hypnosis based, but that is more based based on people, you know, really learning to work with themselves and be with themselves because that is what ultimately helps people to then face the challenges that they may encounter in life, you know. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, first off, I I am I my deepest condolences for your father. That I can't imagine. Um, but thank you for for sharing that and for gosh all of your experiences to be able to share it here with us today because that's amazing. So then you guys met and you decided to start this business or what was what was the behind the scenes of that one. Mm -hmm. it it took a little bit longer than the version you just gave <laughs> we had to struggle a little bit and then we had to struggle even more than that and we had to hit um it's pretty much a brick wall within our relationship and really doubt everything really question our compatibility even even though, you know, anyone would, would say like, oh, these two are great together. But there was a point where there was so little understanding between the two of us that it felt like it wasn't quite right anymore. And we didn't know how to make it work. So there was a really low point where trust was broken, where we really hurt one another, where... We tried to resolve the issues that we were facing within our relationship, but every single time, like the conversation would repeat itself numerous times. You know, we really tried at that point 
But then every conversation would kind of hit that same roadblock where someone would break down emotionally. Someone would go, oh, this is just like the other time. We're not getting anywhere. We're, we're saying the same things all over again. And all this does is just create more pain, you know? So we, we really had to hit that bottom bottom to kind of go from, I mean, over several years, but to kind of go from this very high of the honeymoon where you're like, oh, life is great together. We're great together. We can take on this world together. Let's merge our lives. Let's, you know, move in together. Let's be together and share this. And feeling like you brought out the best in each other. And then over the years, we just saw how that kind of turned into us bringing out the worst in each other. Mm-hmm which is a huge deterioration, you know, but as you go on like day by day by day, you don't notice how badly things have gone until one day, at least that's what was for me. I was like, whoa, I don't think I can do this any longer, at least the way we did it. And so there was a pivotal moment we actually had to learn, okay, what is going on here and how do we move beyond this and so Yahim and I we both truly believe that you know trust can be broken and that you can doubt your love you can doubt your compatibility your communication can even break down but if you actually have the right tools and the right understanding of how relationships work you actually can get that hole in that moment if you told me that we could make it through and that we'd be much happier, I, I might not have even believed it because it was so grim, but somehow we managed. So that's, <laughs> that's really the reason why we do the work we do now is because we once doubted truly such a great love. You know, we always had that love, but at some point it just, sometimes the love just isn't enough because we, couldn't do the relationship right you know we couldn't do life well together any longer and it was no longer about just you know can can love make it through no that's not enough we needed something more than that we needed more help than that i i'm i'm speechless because i i really appreciate that you had that hard conversation because i think I've seen in this generation, a lot of people just quit. They just give up and say, I can't. And they move on to someone else to try to fill that void. But with you guys, you didn't do that. You decided to have that conversation and say, how can we make this better? And how can we help other people? And it's like, wow, you know, and not many people can do that. So thank you for, for doing that for the rest of us to learn from you. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> so from your standpoint, Shaquem, what were your thoughts when you started to see the relationship take that turn? The turn for the worse or the turn for the better? Well, turn for the worst, because I know, well, I want to say some men, some would just say, I can't, I'm not dealing, this is too much drama. <laughs> what did what did you do well it was very painful for me uh very clearly i i was suffering myself in this uh in those moments uh the the turning 
the and now we were considering splitting up at this point you know i it, it was like well is this really is is it really worth it you know are we does it make sense to go through and it's hard to say why why we stuck together but i i can tell you one thing i did learn from my experience with my dad is that you can't outrun yourself you know so you can move continents but you still take yourself with you <laughs> so uh there's no guarantee that the next relationship is 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 going to be all butterflies and, and nice and smooth you most likely won't because what happens is you go through the honeymoon and then you know as as the honeymoon wears off some of those dysfunctional patterns that you have either picked up from your parents or coping mechanisms that you have they start to show up in the relationship and they make the relationship much harder and you need to address those things you really need to address them because a lot of those patterns they are immature ways of being and and i don't mean this as as a, as a judgment it, it's just it's like a description like so if i'm harsh to natasha because i need to get my way because i need to because I, I my way is the right way all right and and her way is the wrong way and i'm just being harsh because i will get my way i am hurting the relationship and that harshness is an immature way of dealing with conflict and dealing with different differences right and so the the when the relationship you know took a turn for the worse that was actually you know a, an opportunity for growth it was an opportunity to look at what's actually happening you know but at the same time there was enough love uh towards each other and a knowing there was just wasn't knowing that it's important to sort this out you know it, it really is important to to actually work this out because i'm part of the problem you know and so i think that was part what really helped us but honestly only when both of us natasha and i were really honest that's when the turning point came when we saw oh my god what are we doing to each other it's just isn't working that that is so important i think to just take that step of being honest because we're so quick to blame and then say no that's you're the one who's doing it not me so that's that's a huge step and so after after you guys recognized what the problems were and you decided to work on it how did you decide to create this business being so vulnerable with how you started i mean for 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 us so because we have been coaches uh, we have been working with people we already were you know used to to this space and it was I think I was on doing doing a cleanse with this lady in, in London who has helped me uh, or helped us actually tremendously and she suggested you know like uh, you know I think it'd be a good idea to start a business with you with your wife <laughs> so I came back it's like oh why, why don't we start a business together and, and that was really kind of it where we were like, okay, we want to do something together. And then it started to, okay, how are we actually going to go about it? What's it going to be about? And we went through different iterations and we really, once our relationship started taking off and because here's the thing, and that's people you don't realize that is like, once you make it through the, the relationship becomes incredibly deep and profound and beautiful. And the honeymoon pales in comparison. But you got to make it through the power struggle. You got to make it through the difference. You got to make it through the conflict and all of that. Like, but when you make it through, it is absolutely amazing because all the energy that is tied up in conflict, in bickering, in blaming, in nagging, all of that energy is suddenly free because you're not dragging yourself down. 
anymore. You say stop. And now you have this amazing potential together to create. Because what are you going to do with this energy? You can create together. You can do something with it. And instead of dragging each other out, you start empowering each other. And so that was, you know, the business was and is an expression of that. Is an expression of us bringing the best out in each other and lifting each other up and respecting each other and seeing that we are different and those differences are actually good. Like we couldn't run the business if we didn't have the differences. <laughs> it would be a disaster. It would be an absolute disaster if we didn't have the differences. <laughs> And to kind of further your an answer your question about um, this work, how it is extremely personal, you know, it's literally like within the home and within the home, it's almost like looking into the bedroom and looking into like, how do they interact? How do they love? How do they talk to each other about, you know, the towel that's always on the floor or whatever it is. And to be honest, I feel like it is such a sacred space to open up and show the world what really happens. I feel like out of all aspects of our life, how's work works, works fine. My boss is a beep or, you know, like, oh yeah, I had to see my mom the other day. She's still talking about her, whatever, you know, people are, 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 are all right with sharing stuff about work, sharing stuff about, you know, friendship circles or hobbies. But when it comes to like people's relationships, I'm sure that, you know, many people know of couples who thought they were just so happy, so doing fine. And then they fell apart. You're like, I didn't see that coming. Mm -hmm. They somehow appeared all right and happy every time I saw them. Like, what is going on that people, couples are not saying out loud, even to their friends, you know? Like, so we think that within each person's home, that's your normal. That's where you you know, put your hair down or you're being your, 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 your fully unfiltered self. And what goes on in the home matters so much. And especially those who you love and those individuals you've picked to be in your life, those dynamics matter so much because you're choosing that. And that becomes your normal and that normal becomes a part of the normal when you go to work, when you meet your friends, as you bring your life outside of the home and you go out and you be who you are in the world. So in a way, we think it's extremely important that we do show up and we do open that door and we do show people. And, and sometimes, you know, actually in the emails that we send um, within our list, I'll say things like, you know, like, are you having such a bad argument with your partner that at the end of that day, you're sleeping at, you know, the opposite edges of your bed, you know, on your side and just trying not to touch them because you can't handle it. You're still angry at them. But like, that is the nuance. That's what's manifesting. That's what's happening. And that's what bothers us. It's not the big stuff like, oh, how was the wedding? Or how is that? How did they show up at this dinner party? It's not about that. It's like, in what position did you go to bed? And what were you thinking at that moment at night? Or what did you say to each other when you were making dinner and you said, oh, come on, can't you even wash a bell pepper? Or, you know, it's like those tiny, tiny details that goes on. But that, that, is, that is the marriage. That is the relationship. That makes it, right? 
not who we appear to be when we're out with friends and we seem like the perfect couple. That doesn't matter. So we feel like this is it. We gotta share. <laughs> we gotta share what 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 relationships are really about. And it's and it is raw and it is vulnerable and can be scary. But I think that's why we chose our partner, right? Just like maybe just that one person in the world to actually do that with. Yeah. And just to add to a little quick add-on on that. On on the intro, how we introduce ourselves, you know, is to help couples so that they know fill the world with love and compassion well that's not just a nice saying we actually mean that and and to to do that you got to be open because love doesn't hide yes there's still privacy and you know things that you don't necessarily want to share and that's totally okay Uh, but if you want to actually fill the world with love and compassion it 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 means that you got to show up as yourself you know and show that vulnerability because that's where compassion comes out compassion doesn't come out when i have a perfect life when I put up my mask and I, I smile when I actually feel like crying. Right. Compassion comes out when we're actually real. Gosh, I, I love that. And I and I love your 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 passion, Natasha. <laughs> if you guys could see it, she's just like all into it, hands up, just completely and, and that's exactly the type of people we need because you're right, behind the scenes people don't really see it. And and I always talk about Instagram, you know, we could use the filters, we could push the hashtags, but people aren't seeing the real struggles behind it. You know, how how hard it was to just put that post up or how hard it is to try to pretend to be that post, that happy post. And and just like what you were saying with relationships, you know, you can you can see people and think, "Oh my gosh, they're so happy." And then when you find out that they're splitting up, it's like, "Wait, there's no way I never saw that coming. That happened. I saw that with some people that I follow and I was just devastated, but I don't know their, their home life. I don't know the struggles that they, that they've gone through. So, um, yeah, no, I appreciate you. I appreciate your passion in that because that's, it's so needed. So thank you for that. Now, what do you, what do you foresee for this business in the next five years? I mean, I see your testimonials on the website. I see all the people that you have helped. They absolutely, you know, they, they love your work, but what do you foresee? Well, it's a good question. So for, for us, what you're actually looking at at the moment is just one part of what we have in, in mind. So we, our vision really is to, to, to help transform the planet or humanity at large. Uh, and, and when you look at, at humanity and the issues that we face, uh, yes, there are systemic issues that need to be addressed and that needs to be part of the solution. But a lot of the issues we are facing is how we are relating and how we are thinking and, 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 and what's going on with our mind. And so that is really what where we are coming in is, okay, you can start, right? We start what, what matters to people. And so one way to start is with relationships. So you can look at relationships and you can look at a very specific area of a committed relationship. You can even look at one of half of them, for example, just with the, the, the female partner um, and you can work with them and that can make a tremendous impact. And you can do the same thing. You can go into work. You can look at work. How are you struggling at work? How are you showing up work? How are you being as a boss, right? How is the company culture, right? Those are all different areas. And so what, what, our, our bigger picture really, really is, is that we do branch out into different areas 
that are not just with relationships, uh, but they are actually, uh, you know, that impact, you know, people's lives. Because if you think about it, work, you know, you spend eight, nine hours at work, you spend a huge amount of time at work. So if you can transform those things, it will make a big difference. And so our current focus is, is, is on your exceptional relationship. And that is what's really important to us at, at the moment and do this right. And from the beginning, we have been thinking of all the other avenues that we would like to explore in the future. Um, however, we need to get one thing first, right? You know, which is this and grow this further because, it, you know, the one thing can expand and we would like to bring other people in like other coaches who can help facilitate and be trained and all of that so that it can uh, run itself and it can, well, not run itself, but it has a certain dynamic and a certain growth that comes with it. You know, and, and it can create a, a movement, a, a movement where people are saying yes to love and they're saying no to fear mm-hmm. because fear breeds insecurities. Fear breeds uh, all kinds of dysfunctional behavior. And I mean, dysfunctional in the large, larger picture. Like, for example, me, I'm getting my way when I'm being harsh, but I'm hurting the relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not very good. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have all kinds of ways of behaving and being, and I'm by no means perfect. You know, we keep learning as a human being, but you have all those those ways of being. And if you can transform, then you it, 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 it's like you light a candle and the other candles are getting lit. So if I'm treating Natasha with respect, with love, she's going to show up differently with other people. Right. And the same thing for me. Right. And so it has a ripple effect. And the it is really that, relationships are the building blocks of society you bring up kids in relationship you you have work colleagues like relationships is so important in to the fabric of our society so if we can make a change and if we can learn to relate differently and choose love choose empowerment man it's it, it it's just going to blow up <laughs> it's going <laughs> It's going to go crazy. It's going to be great because it really can make a, a it can enrich people's lives in, in, in ways we can't imagine. Forget about the cars. Yeah, no, you're right. I love that. And I'm sitting here as I'm listening to you speak, I'm thinking, you know, I how, if I may ask, how old were you when you guys were dating? And I asked this because I would, I would really love to see something like this be taught to us not us because i'm not 20 anymore to 20 to 20 year olds because you know when we're in our 20s our relationships are so crazy and i think that teaching them at that young or old of an age is the basis to how the rest of their relationships go. And I say, I, I, my daughter's 20 and I see sometimes what happens with them, but I would just be so curious, but yeah. So I, I just, if I could ask mm-hmm. how old were you when you started dating and started to see 19 and 20, we, we met so young. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I really appreciate what you said because Yes, one of the reasons why we want to share very vulnerably is so that people relate to us. They see that this is what really goes on behind conflict and power struggle and, and you know, like long-term relationships. It will eventually happen. You know, your differences become um, so great that you have to work it out. You know, you realize at some point they're not like me, right? Um, but it's really important 
that we not only share that the reality of a relationship but we also very authentically share how wonderful a healthy functioning empowering relationship can look like and we want to model this not because it is perfect it's it's I don't think there is a perfect relationship. It's constantly evolving. It's constantly mm-hmm. changing. Yeah. So there is no perfect. It's not to give you that impression. Absolutely not. But what we want to do is model some type of behavior, some level of respect and trust and mutual, you know, like honesty and transparency to model this because what people are seeing in the world and they have been for decades on the tv on in hollywood what young people are exposed to on media that's not healthy love that's infatuation where they had so much drama for i don't know the the course of their meeting until they fell in love until they they fell apart and then now they're suddenly kissing and and then the cut right the movie ends when they solve something, some misunderstanding that was really, really stupid to begin with. But, you know, cut, that's it. They're going to make love now. They're going to, I don't know, buy a house. They're going to do that thing they wanted to do. And cut, that's it. That's happily ever after. And we want to show, wait a second, you just met <laughs> in those movies, in that perfect love, you just met you haven't grown that much as characters or as people. You haven't done life together. You like you haven't gone through, like Yakim said, the honeymoon. And then, you know, it goes down from there. And then you got to work it out. And then you can come back up even higher than that. But we want to actually say, guys, this is the love that you want. This is the love that feels so good that, you know, that really brings out the best in each other. And that's not being shown on TV. That's not being shown on movies. Yet people are really chasing as they date, as they navigate, you know, this dating world or whatever it is. They're trying to make their partner like that hero, I don't know, husband, boyfriend, man who sacrifices everything. And it doesn't make sense. That's not healthy love of two independent people who are mature, who are able to work out their differences, who are able to heal and build a life together. That's not it. So we we want to model that. Mm-hmm. Like you brought up such a good point because we're fighting kind of against that. Everyone has this daydream, you know, happily ever after, but we're slightly off course because we put all this pressure on upon up our partner or there's a checklist that our partner must somehow fulfill, but that is not the healthy, happy love. You know, I also want to just chime in here. And you're right. Yes, there's also, you know, in the 20s, a lot can happen, all of that. Uh, and, it's, and it starts even before that. Uh, you know, yeah. so many people don't realize that we you have this this amazing machine or it's not even a machine but this this like supercomputer on 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 between your ears uh and it creates an entire reality but that reality is extremely subjective and and so a lot of the issues within the relationship are coming from an inability to see what's happening within us and people need to like that starts early to to start to see 
okay, so I'm getting really irritated and anxious or angry or whatever. Well, how, what what you do with that? How, how how are you going to deal with it? And and, and that's part of, of the parenting is, is 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 coming in there where it's like, how are you going to show your kid what to do with those emotions? Is it going to just be schooled and tell told off and be like, well, you naughty little boy or whatever, you know, you're not allowed. We don't tolerate anger or whatever. Well, that, that's not going to help, right? Uh, but it doesn't matter how you've been brought up as I, as I've shown with my own story, you know, like I lost my father, it had a big impact on me. I cut myself off from my emotions. There's nothing lost, but it is this, this knowing that you're responsible for your own feelings hundred percent of the time. You really are. And so what's happening within you is happening within you. And if you don't believe it, then go and sit an hour by yourself in stillness and see how much suffering you encounter. Right. Because here's what people will notice. You sit still and there's a whole bunch of drama in your head, but you're not attacked. There's nothing wrong in this moment. You're completely safe. There's no one there to cause you any suffering whatsoever. And you're suffering. That needs to be addressed. And that's exactly what we want to help people. Because when you start addressing that, that is when the relationship starts to get actually whole. Because now you come together as two human beings that recognize their own woundedness, their own imperfection, but they're not projecting it onto the partner and saying, well, you're making me feel this way. You are the bad person. Yes, there are behaviors that are unacceptable and that we are not encouraging in relationships. And if we don't take responsibility, we're not going anywhere. We're not going to heal and we're not going to transform our relationship and our love life. And we're not going to realize the amazing potential it has to be together and to share this moment. You are so right. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, and you did bring up a good point about the, you know, how we raise our kids. I know it's, it's, it's hard to, to raise them during these times, but even with my own, I have a 17 year old son and 20 year old girl, and we've tried to, you know, have those hard conversations and just be able to communicate and use our words because it's so easy to just brush it off. I mean, that's how I was raised was, well, we'll tell you when you're older. Nowadays, you can't use that line. You have to just, you have to tell them because they're going to be exposed to it, whether we want them to or not. And so why not teach them now to tell them that it's okay to show emotion. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay to express your your thoughts, you know, give them that freedom of speech, so to speak, on talking about it because it's so hard. And then you grow up like that, you know, and mm -hmm. I mean, that's how that's how I grew up was not being able to talk about my feelings too much. So, yeah, I appreciate your work. It's so needed. And I think it needs to we need to send send those teenagers your way so they can learn. <laughs> Because they sometimes they don't have people to learn from, you know? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of bad role models. I mean, we both know that because we have also not grown up with uh, the best role models and not, we're not bringing down our, our, our parents, you know? we had, They had other issues and concerns and all of that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's part of evolution that you realize, oh, you know, the way they were relating or the way they were handling emotions is actually not a healthy way of doing it. And so we are implementing it and learning from it. And then, you know, we can pass it on what we have learned and our kids will see 
know how Yachim and Atash have done that. You know, it's not really healthy, whatever that will be, you know, and they're going to take it further. And that's, that's okay. Again, we're not talking about some ideal or some kind of perfection. Right. What we're talking about is about honesty and transparency. And that starts with yourself. You know, you can be all honest to your partner. If you're lying to yourself, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> you know, you're communicating the wrong thing. It really starts with yourself and really feeling yourself and being with yourself and it can be it can be incredibly scary yeah. it really can be i mean we have, we have done it all we know what it means to really open up and be like okay this is how i actually feel and now i got to communicate that and what's going to happen well i don't know what's going to happen you, you can't control and that's that's the really thing you got to relinquish the idea of trying to control your partner trying to control your relationship and show up as yourself fully vulnerable and open because that is where the growth can happen, you know, because so many people try to compromise within the relationship, but by compromising within the relationship, they're compromising the relationship itself, right? Because they're becoming agreeable. And it's not about being agreeable. It's about being together within the conflict, within the differences and have that friction come up and, and, and hold it, hold it within your being so that it can bring up something new, something fresh that includes both of you and is unique and respects both of you, you know, but most people don't know how to handle conflict. So they either compromise or they just run away from it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or, or have it my way. Yeah. But that's not the way, you know, you, you want to become a synergetic couple where you are forming a new whole and pl one plus one is not equal to it's going to be an equal 100. Mm -hmm. That's really what what the power within is that that you can experience. So that the, the potential of relating and being together as a couple i i don't feel it has been fully explored by a vast majority of, of the population of what's actually possible right oh my gosh so many valid points so much to think about it's it's really it's really amazing what is the one piece of advice that you would like to leave to our listeners right now who are listening to this thinking they could be thinking all kinds of things. One, eh, maybe it won't work. Or two, oh my gosh, I need to call them now. <laughs> what advice would you give them? I'll, I'll take a little advice from something that I personally had to learn. This goes back to kind of what people think love is. And because of what they think love is, what then they then try to do for love or to to love or to receive love. I grew up thinking that love is really about making those you love happy. Mm. Like, you know, you love so they become happy because of whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing something so they, they become happier. And you hear this, you know, at weddings too, like, oh, every day my you know, my, my bride, I'll, I'll make you happy every day. I'll, you know, make you smile every day. Not that kind of, that kind of promises, right. Of eternal happiness. Like, Oh, we're coming together to make each other happy. And I really believe that uh, when we got married and, you know, as we kind of moved into this long-term relationship, I really believe that was kind of my job <laughs> as a wife. I have to make him happy clearly because, <laughs> because why else would he stay with me? if not to be happy because of what I do for him. That might all make sense until you really do that in the long term. 
because, you know, loving to make someone happy, where it took me was I had my boundaries crossed. I did not voice my own concerns, my desires, my needs. I thought that I had to bend over backwards just so I could give him what he wanted. But even that, what I thought he needed or wanted from me could be just something in my head. It's just something I assumed that he wanted. Like, oh yeah, he values freedom. Okay, I'm going to say yes to that. I'm going to say yes to that too, you know? Mm-hmm. And then once I said yes to certain things that didn't even feel right, but that I thought would make him happy, it got more scary, more and more scary. Because I was like, oh no, clearly I think, you know, I said yes, so now he's happier. How can I take it back? How can I say, oh, oops, no, I didn't mean that. I actually don't feel good about that. Or actually that's hurtful. Or we need to talk about that because it's no longer right for me. But that meant that, oh, I'm I'm taking something away from Yakim. Maybe he won't be happy with me anymore. Yeah. So at least from my end, (laughs) my struggle as a woman was to really speak up to value what I deep down felt and to actually realize that for us to be happy for this to work I'm not here to make my partner happy that makes you very 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 vulnerable and like in a bad way like it puts you in a position where you keep saying yes to your partner when you need to first say yes to yourself And then you have to backpedal and be like, how do I get out of here? I consented to everything. I consented to every single thing. Like, how am I going to say reverse? You know, that's not right anymore. And you know, you doubt yourself and you doubt how your partner will take it. And so really, really know yourself. Listen to how you feel, what you deep down know is not right not okay certain behavior certain conversations certain tones of voice whatever it might be if you think it's cause for concern then bring it up you have to address it like two people who's not trying to please each other you know you're not there to make each other happy you're there to actually build something together so i think that type of dynamic needs to change at some point because so many boundaries are crossed and 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 no matter how intimate of a relationship sometimes couples are still unwilling to be honest with each other because they're so scared to actually say what they deep down need from their partner or for themselves it's just so scary to actually say that out loud and then maybe be rejected you know but that that is necessary we need to show up in this way if you want a sustainable and long-term relationship. Otherwise, something will always not feel quite right. You'll resent your partner. There'll be some sort of bitterness towards them. There'll be some sort of passive aggression, but that is just the symptom of you putting yourself down, not necessarily your partner or maybe, but it's you. It's you putting yourself back again and again and then it'll show up. It will show up eventually. So we all have to stop doing that in relationships. Wow. Thank you for that. 
All right. For, for my side, um, what I would say, if, if there's one thing you can take away, and we haven't really touched upon it too much, but it's, it's a simple realization that you're a creative power. Mm. If, you can, if you can realize that, that you're a creative power and that you have the power within you to shape your life differently, it really can make a huge difference. And, and most people really are, are completely unconscious to that fact. They're really utterly blind to it. They don't realize it. But just look around you. The, the, what you're listening to, the device you're holding, the um, look at your home, wherever you are, all of the things that you see have been created by human beings. And you have the same power as a human being. You can take out a, pen, a pen and you can draw a stick man. That is creative power right there. It really is. This is so vital. And, and if we don't realize that, what people often do is because they're not conscious of it, they, they start using this creative power to put themselves down. Well, I can't do anything. Well, I'm helpless. That is using your creative power. You're using your creative power to put yourself into a victim state. And so when you realize that this is whole game of being a victim, of not being not good enough, of having all this bad stuff in your life, when you realize that you are part of it you're 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 reinforcing it with your creative power you keep creating this kind of things when you stop it when you see through it you wake up and you're like oh my god i can choose something else and that means you can create a relationship of your dreams you really can it is 100 possible just like it's possible to create a company uh, like microsoft apple whatever tesla you like it doesn't matter like that's the power you have you have the power to transform your life you really do in all forms and in all areas Wow. I love that. You guys, this is, I've learned so much from you right now. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, in the background. <laughs> this is so great. No, I, yeah, like I said before, I, I really appreciate the work that you do, the experiences that you've had and how you continue to grow. And you're just, for everyone that's listening, I'm sure I know someone on here is, is thinking, oh my God, they're so right because that's, that's what I've done. And I'm 45. So there's always room to grow. And there's always, you know, just just room to keep learning. So thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for holding the space and, and allowing us to share this message. Oh, gosh, it's my honor, really. I am so excited for to, just to see what else you guys are going to do. Um, so for, for people to contact you, where, where can they find you? Mm -hmm. You can, uh, head over to your exceptional relationship.com. And if you put in forward slash understand, um, we'll take you to this page where you can actually get a little quiz, like quiz yourself, see what your communication is like, see whether it's healthy and then um, we have uh, the exceptional relationship formula and we break it down there too. So you can actually kind of follow our little guideline and see, okay, where am I and how are things? And, you know, and, and quizzes are fun, I find. <laughs> so go over and take that. Perfect. Thank you so much. I will put this in the show notes, you guys. It'll also be included in the podcast guide. So thank you again for being on here, for doing what you do. I'm excited to see where the future will hold you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to 
the Truths We Hide podcast, created and founded by your host, Annette, the founder of A Wild Ride Call Life. Also, a big thank you to all of our sponsors for each and every episode that is aired. We have so much support from them and all of our listeners. You can find more information at www.awildridecalllife.com.